the Podfix Network. Time to check show. Welcome to the Gravity Beard Podcast. We're recording for the first time tonight in Studio E. Continued thanks and appreciation to our listeners. We do appreciate it. Thank you to Jake Dexter for providing our theme song. It's called In the Mix. If you marry someone after only knowing them for two months, can it last a lifetime? What do you do with your keys if you're naked and out on the town? Did you know that rich people don't get wet? Or have you ever thought about wrestling a bear? All this and more on this episode of the Gravity Beard Podcast. Relationships are a funny thing, and it's interesting to watch how two people come together. Sometimes opposites attract, sometimes they don't. I've often wondered why some marriages last a lifetime and others are over before they even start. What are the ingredients for a happy and successful marriage? This is the first installment of what we're calling Profiles. In this series, I'll introduce you to an individual or a couple that I think is interesting for one reason or another. This time, meet my brother-in-law Chris and his wife Roxanne. You'll hear how they first meet in a bar and didn't exchange information. Then a week later, they meet at a cancer benefit. Two months after that, they were married. They tell the story of how Roxanne met Chris's mother for the first time, and how meeting his friends resulted in a broken coffee table. She may be the one pursuing the PhD, but he has an equally creative mind, and you won't believe some of his ideas. Sound interesting? This doesn't even scratch the surface. But be sure to listen closely. If you don't, you may miss the ingredients that will make a marriage go the distance. In fact, I expect these two to grow old together and be sitting on a park bench holding hands while some of us are trying to figure out what we're doing or what went wrong. I absolutely love their story, and I think you will too. Chris, Roxanne. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me. (laughs) And, and, And this is Roxanne. There's no way they're going to fall for that. <laughs> yeah. But, Roxanne, uh, say hi. I already said hi. I know, I know. But I <laughs> wanted to be clear that this is not Roxanne. I think they got that. <laughs> Thank you to both of you for, for joining us. I'm so, glad to be here. So when did you guys, when did you guys meet? Uh, we met April 6, 2013, the old-fashioned way at a bar. I had to convince my best friend that we've been married for three years this evening. <laughs> They wouldn't believe it. They were like, no way. <laughs> okay, so, so you, you meet each other in the same bar. Mm-hmm. This is in Austin, Texas. Yes, a bar uh, in Austin, Texas. Is this, is this a place that each of you used to go to on a regular basis? I think it was the first time I'd ever been to that bar. I was three bars in, so I was really, really drunk. And I so, walked- so you were doing a bar crawl when it wasn't actually a bar crawl night? Yeah, well, I had friends from my hometown. We, they came up from Kingsville, Texas to go to a lot of Lovett concert. So they're my home friends. So they're taking me from bar to bar to bar to bar. So it's the third bar. And I walked into the bar, and, and it's an outside bar. And Chris is standing there smoking a cigarette. And he's wearing long sleeves in April. And I'm like, what's this guy? Why, why is he smoking a cigarette? And why is he wearing long sleeves? Okay, so, so did, I, yeah. did, you, did you see Chris first, or did he see yeah, you? Yeah, I, I saw Chris first, and I walked up to him. 
And I immediately started lecturing him and I told him, why would somebody as good looking as you be smoking a cigarette? Okay, so hang on. Stop right there. Okay, so you walk into the bar. You you notice Chris almost right away. Mm Mm-hmm. Your instinct is is to walk up to a complete stranger and start lecturing about what he's wearing. No, what he did, he was smoking a cigarette. I I, I also noticed that he was inappropriately dressed for the weather, but (laughs) the cigarette was the blaring problem, so... Oh, it was the cigarette that you had a problem with. Yeah, well, I had a problem with both, but, you know, you got to start somewhere. So I started with the cigarette. So you immediately started making a mental inventory of the things that you were going to address him about, this total stranger that you'd never met. It turns out over the past three years in our marriage, all she's been working on is my wardrobe and my smoking. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? So three years in, how's that going so far? I mean, it's great. Yeah, yeah. If any of you are married, then you know how... Have you made progress in either of these areas? Chris doesn't. Well, Chris is pretty much a non-smoker. Yeah. We go to Austin on the holidays, and he's around his buddies. And well, let me let me just give you my perspective. I haven't noticed a much of a wardrobe change. So you, 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 <laughs> I'm wearing an amazing taco shirt. I bought him the taco I know you shirt. Can't, I know you guys can't see this, but uh, te amo's tacos, eh? Si. Okay, so so do me a favor because this is audio. Roxanne, if you'll give a brief just physical description of Chris. Yeah, let's Chris, start from let's see. Chris how is- tall I am. Yeah, I get what physical description means. Thank you for your clarification. <laughs> I just want to get it to the guys out there and the ladies out there. Chris is about six foot four, athletic build, ginger, red, red hair, freckles everywhere. And he, his hair's grown out at the moment. He's so got it's, curly, it's curly. curly. It's, it's almost like he's like Eric Stoltz from the 80s, but much, much redder hair. Except and probably much a taller, foot and a half taller. And a much, much taller. <laughs> Eric Stoltz yeah. is never known for his yeah. I'm not, yeah. tall There's, there's that. something that's very 80s about the curl in his hair right now. I think but, 80s is a compliment. It might be for <laughs> some other decade. It's not. <laughs> yeah. You said, Now, you said athletic. He's a pretty slender guy. He's slender. Okay. All right. But, I mean, you know, he's more of the basketball player than a football player. <laughs> yeah, I, I think most of us can confuse, especially when we're self-delusional, uh, athletic versus slim. So, yeah, I will definitely take that take that athletic build. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. And and do the, do the same for, for Roxanne, for the audience. So, uh, yeah, no, Roxanne is um, dead gorgeous. Any of you would talk to her. So, five foot one. Short brown hair, uh, Latino descent, uh, which comes with the beautiful brown skin, big, beautiful eyes, big, beautiful mouth, and a great voice, as you probably all have already recognized. Um, A bit of a fiery personality. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, definitely above average (laughs) on the personality, for sure. Um, You know, she's a very natural person, no makeup. You're never going to see Roxanne wear makeup. You're never going to see her paint her nails. Uh, you're you're, you're going to get exactly what you see. And, um, you know, that expectation when you meet Roxanne is right up front. And, and when she meets that expectation, uh, you're so pleased uh, that you almost can't get enough of Roxanne. So I, I expect that you'll be all uh, tuning in very often to hear her voice. That's assuming that she's ever on the podcast again after tonight. Ah, uh, well, if she is, you'll definitely recognize that voice. <laughs> and I'm the one who quit smoking way before. <laughs> yeah, and this voice right here, this is not smoking voice. So this is all me. This is just a steady afternoon and drinking voice. Yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> okay, just uh, right. been by the pool a couple hours. At least. At least a couple hours. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for painting that word picture for the audience. So... I'm sure we'll jog your memory on a number of things. Roxanne will help us do that. But as we sat around and we had random conversation over a card game tonight, you mentioned 
skin pockets. I would love to start with skin <laughs> hang, pockets. Hang on, hang on. We'll, we'll get, we could start with skin pockets if you like. You mentioned that you've had a long time desire to wrestle a bear, a cub. I can only hang, I, hang on, hang be on. A Let me finish the list. Weight class, and, and weight you, class, and you can break it down however you like. You mentioned uh, one book, possibly two, that you've thought about writing. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, have two. I, two. You're you're a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. Can't even begin. We could talk. I mean, to the to the point where you yeah. you stole your friend's phone cover. Not stole. All right. I, yeah, I, I stole it. You might have you might have lifted <laughs> your buddy's phone cover. He he had a custom Dallas Cowboys phone cover made for his phone, and yeah. somehow it's on your phone. Yeah, we had so, a, so I, maybe I maybe I overstated it. Maybe I used the wrong word. I'm just saying those were the circumstances. Yeah, let's just reverse that. Yes, I definitely have a brand new Dallas Cowboys aggressive gifting. Is what we aggressive can call gifting. That. I agree with that absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. You know, have we left anything off? Or, uh, yeah, or, I mean, uh, we can get into all kinds of things. I just want to upfront. I want to make sure we have a decent inventory of things to get good things kicked off. I think that we've got a good start. And, yeah, um, I was trying to tune most of it out, so I think that was an adequate. And, 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 and here's feel, the thing: is I've, I've already forgotten about a couple of things that I'd like to go through with all of you this afternoon. And, and I feel like after only three years of marriage, you've already gotten used to doing that. <laughs> I feel like you've already developed that skill in a short amount of time. Turns out, actually, I'm the one that's proficient at it. I have a really bad hearing um, situation. Wouldn't you agree that I, I I hear, but I have no idea what you're saying? Yeah, well, no. You you. There's a difference between physically not being able to hear and hearing and choosing to not hear. I don't choose. Selective listening and <laughs> bad hearing are two different things. Yeah, and, and for all of those who of you are, are are in, you know, the marriage situation, I know you hear your wife. I know you do, but sometimes you have no idea what they're saying, and that's okay. That's okay. Just ask again. Right? So, and let, and let me just point out, I think just in the first few minutes, I think we've we've gotten at least a brief Look at, at kind of the dynamic between the two of you. <laughs> mm, yes, and that's not a leading statement. No, I kind of like it. I, we are very bantering. When I when I'm around you guys, <laughs> I, I enjoy the way you interact. I find it entertaining. <laughs> whether it's going well or whether it's a conflict and it's getting awkward for everyone else, <laughs> I don't I don't find it awkward. We, I actually really like it. And we <laughs> embrace the conflict actually, which makes other people sort of enjoy it in a weird okay, way. Okay, so every time you say that, that makes me want to turn to Roxanne and see if she agrees with a statement like that. Um, I wouldn't say that. I embrace conflict, but I, I mean, I'm a very, I guess I can be a very rigid, conflictual sort of aggressive person myself. So even though I wouldn't say that I embrace conflict, it's a part of our, it's, it's, it's a part of our world that we've, it's a dynamic of our relationship. Like anybody has a dynamic. And so we have to deal with how we are, how we interact. Okay. So, so clearly you have plenty of I mean, you, you have a well-rounded personality, but you're, you're pointing to you can be combative, you can be you can be argumentative, you can be all of those strong-willed, all of the above. Chris, you're a little different. Like you could be those things, but in a different kind of in your own way. Roxanne, how would you describe that? Um, I think, I mean, because here's the thing: like I'm overtly verbally aggressive you know i mean i'll tell people i've experienced this firsthand i'll tell people what i think and i'm gonna tell them why and i can get i can get a little holier in the hell because i feel like sometimes i might know a little more than a lot of people about a lot of things i think chris's thing is chris is where i am kind of mentally verbally aggressive chris is a physically aggressive sort of human when chris 
is not liking something. He it, It's like he emanates like physical like anger. He'll go and stand to try to make someone comfortable with his body position. And oh, I, you, I can leverage charisma. I can, I'm I not can sure charisma. That word that you're using, I'm not sure it means what you think it means. Yeah, I can definitely put. I can. T- I can put negative um, energy energy in- into the world to a point where everybody understands. That is still a physicality engagement, right? Because to to me, the world is organic, right? So a thought is organic. A feeling is organic. It is. Right. Whether you see oxygen or you don't, it's still an organic thing. Right. So a thought is organic. A feeling is organic. And, and, and I think that's actually one of our, my, definitely my biggest traits. And I think Roxanne too is charisma where you can, you can impart feelings and emotions on other people. And, and I think we, that is probably our biggest combatant situation. Oh, but to so. me, that's the antithesis of my aggressiveness. I think. People tolerate me because I'm charismatic, but that's my aggressiveness is not my charisma. <laughs> it's what I, the other side of me that is friendly and laughable and, you know, yeah, kind absolutely. and funny. Yeah. That's why people tolerate everything that is, you know, the two, I'm the flip side of the coin, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. And, so. and, and every flip side of the coin, just like she says, you know, as she is the head, I am the tail. Right, so if she is the emotional, I am the physical. So you're the right? brains, and he's the jackass in the relationship. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's what he might. You know, I think like if if you were to put us in in, in our most aggressive sort of primal states as human beings, and let us go on a path, mine is to get into a big verbal fight, and to get into a battle of wits, and to try to debate you and break you down verbally. And his is he's gonna end up punching you in your face. But the irony has been that sounds I, awful I, right now, actually. Well, I know I'm not, and I'm not saying that we end up at these places. I'm saying if we were on a trajectory of where we go. I mean, Chris is he's more physical, where I'm more verbal. Okay, so I think something else that's come out of that explanation is you're an academic, you're highly intelligent, you you, you have a fiery personality, but you're also very cerebral. I'm very cerebral, right? So a lot of times that that's, gets lost in a person that's got a loud personality. But in the short time that I've known you, that's certainly been evident. Chris is also a highly intelligent person. I've known him to be that. And so so you guys have that in common as well. Yeah. and But the, I think where the difference is, is that, um, you know, Roxanne has a, a great deal of education. And and a lot of her education has But you both graduated around. from college. I mean, oh, she, she's, absolutely. She's continuing her, her education right now, mm-hmm. but but she's graduated college. Yeah, I, I am a college graduate, but but where the difference comes in is really in the um, communication skills, right? I'm a sales guy. And so when I talk, I talk in which you'll soon find out, um, I talk bullshit. You know, I talk words, I talk circles. And Roxanne is very clear and and very very to the point and and and, and very. Well, I mean, I I think the difference between us is that I love to read. You know, I was reading Jane Eyre in mm, fifth grade. Yeah, yeah. I was reading Moby Dick in eighth grade, and so I'm just everything about my cognition is very verbal, and I think that people have different ways of interacting with the world that influences their type of cognition. And you're much more of, I mean, even though you're very sales and you talk a lot, you're a very mathematical sort of, 
you're an analytical thinker in a way that I'm not an analytical thinker. Like you, you look for more patterns in the way that you think. And like, I don't know, you just, I think your cognition is like different. Well, if we can get a little weird on it, I mean, the words that come to mind are coercive versus manipulative. Right, like that's that's what <laughs> wait, I've been. Wait, which one of those do I get to be coercive or manipulative? I just I just feel like those two terms were splitting hairs, so I love. Yeah, to absolutely. I don't want to be either of those. <laughs> well, I'm one of those two. So. I was like verbal mathematics. So. You guys got married three years ago, mm-hmm. but great three years compared to a traditional marriage. It, it was a little bit impulsive. Yeah, we knew each other for about a month. Before we decided to get married, we got married at right around two months. Um, we knew each other two months, but I think the thing is, it for me, I was older. I was thirty-three. I had lots of long-term relationships before that, so for me, I knew a lot of what I didn't want. So then, when I saw what I did want, I knew it right away. And I'd also, I mean, I've had a lot of health problems, and I've had some of those sort of significant life events that make you reevaluate things, and so. I think I would. I think I was just coming at it from a different perspective. Um, I love that word perspective. Perspective to me is such a crazy thing, like where you live, who the people you know, what you've been through. You know, I, I love say, that word. Okay, so Chris, t- give me your perspective on the impulsive nature of how you guys ended up not just oh, getting man. together, but but actually getting married because. Generally, you go into marriage with the intention that it's for life. Right? Yeah, it yeah, turns no. out, turns out, if you guys don't know, um, marriage is. Can I cuss? You already did once, so we've already earned the E. That only once? I've only cussed once. So, so I already, yeah. ha- I already have to put the E on the episode. So you might as well just let it fly at this point. Yeah, yeah, f- hard. Like if if you don't know, and and you're figuring it out or whatever, like marriage is difficult. Right, you better be a really good communicator. That's, you that's better weird because I find it very easy. I thought no, I I'm, find I'm it kidding, very easy too. I'm, I'm kidding. Gosh, I'm, kidding. I, I'm contradicting myself now. I, it really is, and I mean, and and you know, we I can talk about that thing. as a whole I section. Think marriage as, I mean, marriage involves growth. It involves growing with other people. Yes. marriage is hard, but on the day to day level, when you can laugh and mm-hmm. when you love each other mm-hmm. for who the person is. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't feel hard. I mean, I think some of the harder struggles are, it's, the struggles are not in the day-to-day things. It's like, where's the force for the trees? You know, so like our day-to-day, Chris and I's day-to-day relationships are actually pretty fun and full of like joy and laughter most of the time. Mm-hmm. But but the hardship comes from, you know, just life. We, we moved away from Texas and we're far from our family. And, you know, then I'm in school and school's stressful. And then I quit working for school and then so financial stress. But, you know, I think there's multiple levels of, you know, what makes marriage charge. And so for me, I think that everything considered, I think we have like a really, I think we're happier than a lot of my friends that are married. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, taking a step back, I know I wanted to just highlight the difficulty of marriage, but it's a beautiful thing. And, and if you're lucky enough to find somebody like I have, um, then you work as hard as you can, um, to make sure that it's, it, it is the right thing. Um, but yeah, um, we were talking about, how sort of Roxanne and I had met and that whole situation, right? Well, I wanted wanted to, because you knew each other for how long before you decided to get married? Oh, no, Um, no, no, we went on our second date. And Roxanne secretly asked me It was in our second date. Okay, but but hang on, so so you knew each other how long before you got married? 
We were, two, we're months. two months. We two got months. married at two months. Two yeah. months. Two months. So, so that's even fast for a fast marriage. So, yeah. so, so I don't mean that in a critical way. No, I, no. I, just, I, mean, I just find it curious. So, that's, yeah. so I want to talk a little bit about it because yeah. it's unusual. And, and so what I wanted to hear either one or both of you talk about is how, how does that happen? Did you introduce the idea? Did, I, I Roxanne, introduced did you, it. Did you do it, I Chris, introduced or? it. I told Chris somewhat jokingly um, at a concert. On like a Friday night. Do you after remember who you were co- seeing? Uh, Grizzly Bear. No, not Grizzly the Bear. That's the first concert we went to. We were seeing Robert Ellis, and oh, the yes. opening band was Emily Wolf. That's right. And um, so you know, we we Emily Wolf opened up, and this is she's like this Austin-based singer-songwriter. She's kind of like this strong female vocalist, and you know, she's a lesbian, but her songs are still so traditionally romantic. It's almost like. It's, it's, it's a, she's a very interesting, yeah, charismatic. She was, sing, she was singing to us that we, night. We felt like she was singing to us. And so I just leaned over and said, you know, we should get married. Secretly, and we won't, we won't tell anybody we're married. Mm-hmm. And then after we've been married for like six months, then we'll just be like, ha ha, everybody, the joke's on you. We've been married six months. And so that way, my thinking was we wouldn't have to, if, if people were disapproving of us getting married it's after just two months. Too late. They wouldn't get a vote in it. They wouldn't get a say. It'd and, be too and, late. And my first thought was like, as a gentleman, right? And I'm, I, I really am a gentleman, and I mean that in the most sensitive way that I'm an asshole first, and then I'm a gentleman. That I wanted to ask Roxanne's father, you know, for his approval. And oh no, Roxanne wouldn't. No, they'll know. You can ask my father. Okay, okay, so so she turns to you in the middle of a concert and says, I think we should get married. Yes. How, how did it go from her halfway joking about that to you're actually talking about Well, it turns out, married? I thought there was a lot more you had to do to get married. So it's the next they just, day. Yeah. Um, so, I, so, I, so in the moment... Was there an exchange in that conversation? Was it just a conversation? Or did I'm pretty just, sure. Yeah, I'm pretty we, sure we talk, I winked. We, we, no, we, I think we talked about it a little bit and how it would work. And could we really go six months without telling? Okay, so people? so you made that comment to him, and then it started a conversation started right a conversation. there in the middle of the concert. No, uh, yeah, no, no, I think so. No, that's how I remember. No, it. no, I think there was a silent wink, an understanding. We were in a beautiful place. We were listening to great music. It was a, a very, very, you know, emotional situation yeah no there it, it, there really was only just sort of an acknowledgement and and so here's how it happened next day right next day you go to a concert you tell you your partner you want to get married whatever all right so next day you know we're drinking by the pool in the sun no Texas you're drinking sun. by the pool I'm on a she's reading a book and i look over and i was like so this is what we need to do to get married to get a marriage license and in my head i'm like holy this guy was like taking me seriously. Yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> like, seriously. Okay, so so you were kind of kidding at the mo- in the moment. I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I think the emotion. It might have come from a serious place. The, the emotion that the emotion that I was feeling was real. The expectation that we would really secretly a, get married and not yeah. tell anybody for six months. Let me tell you all something right now. If you met Roxanne, I swear to you, you would try to marry her in two months as well. Everybody loves Roxanne. Right, and and you will all get to love Roxanne. I think just as much as us that get to touch and see her and like. <laughs> Not very many her. people get to touch me. Let's be clear <laughs> right now. Yeah, well, the most of you, you know, you won't, but you will be very, very willing to. Uh, and and at the the idea that I I mean I knew 
right? And, and, and here's how it works. Like, like I was saying earlier, the world is organic, right? So what you have to understand is we have to go back to that first night where Roxanne and I met. I had, I had been fired on a Thursday. I was living in Atlanta and I didn't know what to do except for go home. And so I got fired on that Thursday. I moved everything I owned, I could, into a car on Friday. And I moved back to Texas, specifically Austin. By Saturday, I was unpacked at a bar with my best friends. And that's when, at that bar, Roxanne engaged me. I say, that's where you come onto the scene and immediately come up with an inventory in your brain in three seconds of the things that you want to address about him. That's right. And and what you, and And that turns out to be your husband. uh, And and, and, and what you have to realize that whole whole organic thing that I'm talking about is that I was very dismissive at that moment. Mm -hmm. I I was not accepting of Roxanne. Um, Even with, even with all her, even with all her beauty and all of her. Exuberance for life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that I was, I was very dismissive and, um, we went on about our way and, and to make a really long, long story, very short, um, we ran into each other seven days later. Okay, a week. So, so, so you didn't exchange information of any kind. Oh no, no, we just, we said names. No, we didn't even know we knew the same people. Mm-hmm. You, you he, just, told, just... he told me, um, we talked for a couple minutes. I've lectured him. He, he didn't say like. Get out of my face, you crazy woman telling me how to live my life. He kind of was polite and respectful and talked to me. And then his buddies came and said, hey, Chris, we're leaving. And he he said, like, hey, well, it was nice meeting you, Roxanne. Pat, pat on the back and walked away. I immediately texted my best friend and I was like, I just met a cute guy. And he doesn't even like me. And he gave me a little dismissive pat as he walked away from me. <laughs> and But, you know, I was like, uh that's sad for like 10 seconds. And I was like, whatever, you know, life goes on. Then fast forward a week and I'm at a testicular cancer benefit. Know your nuts. Know your nuts. Yes, it was Everybody, called, just take it was a called Know Your Nuts. It was raising yes. money for testicular cancer. I'm sitting with said best friend from the text message and I see a guy walk in and I'm like, Oh my God, Katie, that's that cute guy who didn't even like me. Okay. So, so Austin's not a small town. Right, it's a city with a lot of people in it, and you and you end up at a, the same benefit of. We it. didn't realize we had mutual friends that were friends. No, it turns out we only really had one mutual. Well, okay, friend. so so it turns out to be a a bit less of a coincidence, but it's still a pretty big coincidence. That's right? a huge coincidence. Yeah, and I mean, when you when you when you look at the totality of the story of how you guys come together, yeah, wow. Well, well, the funny thing is, I recognized him, and he didn't recognize me. Oh yeah, allow me <laughs> to put this part in because. I walk in and I mean, I know basically there's 14 to 15 people sitting at a long table and I walk in and I'm like, yes, yes, you know, hello, I love you. I haven't seen you in so long. I mean, I've been away for so long. I know everybody at this table, everybody at this table except two people really. No. Which, and this whole thing is your element because you're a very social expert. Oh yeah. And I mean, I walk in and I love what I see. I know all these people and then there's. This beautiful woman just sitting there tattooed up like you, and you're never going to know you're none of you. Most people will never really know, but th- there's a hint of just 
tons of tattoos on this beautiful woman. T- to be accurate, she doesn't have a ton of tattoos. <laughs> yes, <laughs> tons, tons of tattoos. Maybe... <laughs> and I sit down and I'm slightly like, overstated. I'm, oh, oh I, I have a full, you know, it's my whole belly, whole full back piece. I yeah, mean, you can't, yeah, you I, can't. I cover it up. I feel like, you know, I'm Japanese mafia. You know, it's, it's undercover during the day. But if you know me casually, I mean, yeah, I have a lot. You know. I have a lot of tattoos. And so I sit down and, you know, I'm just like it kind of enamored with this beautiful woman i was like i turned to my buddy and i said hey can i can i buy this lady drinks is anybody dating this well woman? that's my roommate you turns turned out, to my yes, roommate it turns out it is ricky uh, the roommate and um ricky's like i think she would really enjoy your company would you please buy her a drink this is what she drinks <laughs> and i therefore uh, proceed for about 30 45 minutes just basically Laying it down on Roxanne. Spitting game at me. I'm spitting my best words, right? <laughs> the full right? court press. Like, You're getting the full. I, I, and he on. doesn't know that I recognize Nobody him. else exists, right? I know all 14 people at this table and nobody but Roxanne is you've in got, my view. You've got tunnel vision at this moment. And, and I'm like, this is amazing. You have the most unique voice. Like, <laughs> I can't picture it, but I've only been here a week. Like... Where do we know each He's other? Like, There's I feel no like way. I know you. There's no way yes. I know you. There's... Oh, he said this. He said this. He's like, oh, yeah, He's like, I feel like we must know each other. There's something in. I'm like, and you're like, you yeah, knucklehead. yeah. I'm like, yeah, we do. And he's like, how? Where? What? And he's like thinking of all these reasons. And I'm like, yeah, because you met me last weekend, and I told you that you're a fucking idiot for smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh my gosh. It's so, all coming to me. So the, did you remember? You remember? Oh, oh! It all came back to me because I'm I, I I can't go that far right now. I just can't. I totally knew. I totally knew. All of a sudden, it it I, it, it came to me like one of those movies where everything comes into your the flashing and the lights and it's like da, 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 da. and that's where I want to bring it back to that organic thing that I was talking about. Bringing it back down because because <laughs> I'm not sure I, that's our most salient point, but okay. But but my point is exactly that is this world is organic and when 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 it reintroduced me to you I knew that that was my last chance right like I knew at that moment how much everybody loved you and how much of an opportunity that I had to to like put forth my best effort. I, and I, I think like to fast forward a little bit to how do you get from. This kind of romantic-y sort of movie, like, scenario where, oh, we meet and it doesn't work out, but then we somehow meet again in a context a week later and we fall in love and then get married two months later. Like, how does that, how do you, for me, being a somewhat, while I am very impulsive in many ways, being a very rational decision maker in my my life. I'm not, I'm not. um, I'm not the sort of person that gets me. I wasn't, people were like, what? Like, what? Like, you, like, it's just not the sort of thing. Okay, so so people felt this is way out of character for you. Way out of character for me. Yeah, I and mean, people people in my world were definitely like, yeah, that makes that seems, sense. Seems about right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, nobody. Yeah. Except that I was getting married. <laughs> okay, so, so okay, so, so and I'll step in there. I had kind of a similar response. I was like. Chris is getting married after knowing somebody for a couple months. Seems all right to me. That's, yeah, that's like, like that. <laughs> sure, seems yeah. about right. No, although I will tell you that. Oh wait, first of all, have we set the stage? Do they even know how we know each other? Yes, he already said that. Were you paying attention? Let's let Chris say. So, I'm sorry. so just, just from my, my outside perspective, I, when when I was going to get around to meeting this person that that Chris impulsively married, <laughs> I expected a really completely wheels off, just mess of a person, <laughs> right? Like. <laughs> 
Like, who could Chris get to? Because I, I, I figured, I figured, <laughs> who could Chris get to marry him after two? Because, because I would have, I would have bet some serious money that it was Chris that somehow talked a woman into marrying him after knowing her for two months. It was in revert, a little bit in reverse. But, um, but of course, but you're, you're not. So, so it's interesting. This three years later, for me to find out that that impulsiveness came for me was, was, was out of character for you. Oh, it, it was out of character for me. I mean, I had been in three year relationships, four year relationships. I had a fear of commitment. I mean, I had been single for four years, and I had pretty much decided I was not going to get married. Married marriage wasn't for me. I had just pretty much said it's just not who, it's just not what I'm going to do with my life. And then you know, you just meet someone. But I think that the difference, and the thing that, um, the thing that like was different for Christopher and I was, we were both very, very forthcoming and forthright with our own personal. The, you know, our own personal things. It wouldn't be appropriate to share in this podcast. But, you know, from the very first night that I met him, he opened up about a lot of stuff about himself. And that led, and I, and I believed that where he was coming from was sincere. So that allowed me to open up a lot of personal things about myself towards him. And so we made a lot of really, really deep connections on a very personal, personal level. And so I think just that there were from both of us was a level of like raw sort of need and raw honesty that we hadn't been able to give to other people. But for whatever reason, we were able to share with each other that I just, I knew. That's really interesting that you did that. You kind of did it instinctively, right? It just kind of happened. You didn't say, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to sit down and empty out our closets to, to <laughs> no. each other. But but I will tell you, when I went to marriage counseling, my, my marriage counselor said, okay, we're at that point. I want both of you to go home today and I want you to empty out your closets, like the entire closet, like like everything <laughs> you can think of, all your skeletons, everything that you don't think that other person wants to hear, go home and tell it to each other. Of course, th- we were terrified to do that. You guys We front-loaded it. Confrontation you, management you know, is almost everything about marriage, Well, Okay, actually. but, but my, my point is that's fascinating. No one had to tell you to do that. You guys did that instinctively. Well, like, but, you feel like you wanted to do that. We mm-hmm. did want to do that, but that I want to say like I had a history of where of previous relationships, long-term relationships, where it, I hadn't felt comfortable to do that. But I think you know that most couples, sometimes they never empty out their clothes. Yeah, no, we did. They, they go I their mean, entire marriages. We, we told each other pretty much our deepest, darkest secrets from the very first week and so then there's nothing then I feel like we had I had a clear picture of of what I was getting like he wasn't trying to be somebody else or hide hide his demons or anything like that so we we um you know we just really connected and so within two weeks I was going to Dallas to meet his mother and his, and his mother sat me down and kind of gave me like a, I'm going to swear you off of your of my own son talk, you know. And Chris's mother is like a six foot tall woman, and you know we had already bared our we had already bared our souls to everyone, I mean to each other. And then we're sitting there, and I meet his mom, and she's like, so. My son is dating a girl, and he wants to bring her home to meet me. Pull up a chair. So I've got this six-foot-tall woman I've just met saying, oh, pull up a chair. And, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> your, your, your mom is physically intimidating. Oh, no, she's not just physically I was gonna say, And then I was going to say her personality. She is literally intimidating. Yeah, she, like, she can in be intimidating every single way. in any way possible. I, I, mean, I, would I love wasn't intimidated. I, I wasn't love... intimidated. No. I, didn't think you, I didn't think you might be. No. But I'm just saying. But... It was more of a, like, where the hell are you going? 
Uh, because when I introduced her, we had been dating, what, two weeks, maybe? Two weeks. Two weeks. Dating, two weeks. And I was like, listen, I'm going to And my Dallas. friends were like, are you sure it's safe to go to a weekend out of town with this guy that you've been dating? Like, what if he's crazy? Like, you've only known him two weeks. Like, is it safe to go out of town with him? And I really think it's going to be fine. We had already sort of kind of Spent. confronted what Roxanne, who had already talked about. You know, those really deeper demons we had already confronted those demons, and and because we had done that, I felt very obliged to say, "This is the only last hurdle, right? Like this is it. Like this is all you have left to do is go to Dallas and confront the well, family. No, meet my friends and my mom. Okay, first of all, my mother may be very uh, confrontational and very intimidating. My friends are way more so." And, and, and I think but, that... But for a different reason and in a different way. And much right? of a different way in, in the fact that they are very... Um, how would you Here's say... Here's the thing. I think that they need someone to be independent. Your friends, your friends do not like um, weak people. They like people who can stand up for themselves. Your friends are, are like kind of loud. They like to debate. So if you're a shrinking violet... They're going to not, you know, they're going to pounce you know on you. You know what you just described? <laughs> Basically a human wolf pack. <laughs> well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but here's my thing. I'm very, very alpha. So. Yeah, we have two alphas. I'm very comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. So you I, if the test is, are you going to like me for who I am? Well, that's not a problem. Because I can't, I mean, there's no reason why people won't like me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a likable person. Yeah, so I was like, Whatever. We had a great. I had a great time with his friends. We danced on a table, literally broke a coffee table. And so, and 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 and, and you know, you have to realize, like, I walk in and I'm like, so if you'll just sit at the head of the table here, back to his mom. I will. Yes, if you'll sit at the table here, at the head of the table, I'll just go grab my mother, and uh, she'll be right. It was out. like an interview. It was and literally. It, it sounds like, like it, an it, interview. it was an interview because I wanted it to be that way. I wanted it to be. Like, as intense as you can be. Kung Fu, right? Yeah, if anybody understands the idea of Kung Fu, it is like... the I, Yeah, I know we haven't ever talked now, about now, this. Did you know that this is I'm what like, he wanted? Why are you getting this idea of Kung Fu? But Tension okay. and relaxation. Tension no, I mean, and relaxation. Did, so did you, you know hold, that that's, that's what he was trying to set up? No! No. No, but he, that is... Another is a, wolf. It was this a, is a philosophy. Wolf. This is a philosophy. Kung Fu philosophy is a real thing, people. I just want you to I listen to my voice I would right meet now. his mother and we'd all sit around in a room together. No. And, and share Absolutely unimportant not. pleasantry. No. You know, like just, how no. are you doing? Absolutely Where not. do you live? No. What's your job? That's just, not my world. You know, so no, no, no. They leave me in a room, like an interview chair, waiting for his mother to come in. Then here comes in this six-foot woman. She pulls up a chair and she's like, so, my son's interested in you. And then she, she says, well, let, instead of, you know, asking about me, she said, well, let me tell you a little bit about Christopher. And she then proceeds to tell me about how difficult of a child Christopher is, about how difficult of a human he is, just, you know, gives me a gamut of, like, all of the reasons, like, all of the things. Why she should but, run. But this was just basically. reiterating the things that Christopher had already opened up to me about yeah. his life and the struggles he's had as a human. And, you know, and she was basically, without formally saying it, um, like, what makes you equipped to handle all this? And I just said, well, you know, I'm a first grade teacher and I'm a really successful teacher. I'm like, I think I can manage your son. <laughs> and she said, that's a really great answer. <laughs> I think maybe you will be able to manage my son. So, so she was perfectly satisfied. 
Well, I mean, and you I, know this woman. Like, she's not satisfied well, I was, easily. I was just going to interject and say that I met your mom for the first time at Papa's Pizza, and it wasn't anything like what you're describing. It was just, uh, hey, we're all going out for pizza. and <laughs> Like what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and hey, this is my mom, and we just had a normal introduction, and we ate pizza, and then we went home. And so, I, I, to- yeah. totally different. <laughs> it was Totally weird. different. Um, but, you know, but the thing is, I mean, I was really honest. Like, you know, but at that point, I already felt like I did love Christopher, so I was pretty much like, well, I'm going to stand my ground and tell you why I can accept all of these she things was, about She him. was being very protective of Roxanne because, you know, um, she- <laughs> I, as you probably already have an idea, um, you know, there it's been a struggle in my world. It's been a struggle. And, and she, you know, my mom understands, like, you know, the, the, she, Roxanne... If she wasn't the right person, she she didn't need to be there, right? Like she she needed to move on. I don't think she was protective of me yet. I think she was just trying to figure out how I could fit into the dynamic. And she felt it was important to make sure that that I was aware of what I was getting into. Yeah, <laughs> she. It sounds like she painted it as, "Hey, you're heading into a lifetime of babysitting." It- Kind of, actually. I I, I mean, I think she just wanted. I don't think. Well, here's the thing. Christopher wears his heart on. I agree to it. But Christopher also wears his heart on his sleeve. Yes. Right. And so, for all of the ways that maybe his unconventionalness in life and his need to not feel like he has to follow common social norms, I think she she didn't a want him to fall in love with someone who couldn't accept him. For who he was. Right. But then she also didn't want someone to fall in love with him who couldn't accept him. You know, like it was, it's a two way sort of thing. And so I think she was just kind of like, hey, are you sure? You know, this is what you're getting into. And I was like, I'm in it. I was already, by then I was already in it. So that's a great story. That's really interesting. And, 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 and she got to meet some of the, I mean, some really interesting people that weekend too. Somebody like AJ. Yeah, we broke. We were dancing on his coffee table, and it broke while we were dancing yeah, on it. Yeah, people, people like you got to get to know Fancy Fox a little better. Mm, no, I didn't get. To, no, that was when I decided I didn't like a Fancy Fox, and he had not. He did not garnish a term of endearment that first weekend. And we've worked on that relationship, obviously, with our friends um, together, right? Yeah. My friends have come more to the forefront um, because. Um, we have a, a, you know, a different relationship with family and friends. Roxanne comes from a very, very strong family base and I come from a very, very strong friend base. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I put a lot of value in, in my friends and Roxanne puts a, a lot of value in, in family. And, and, you know, when you think about relationships, there's only two ways to go, contrast and compliment. And I would always go contrast. If you ever can have a choice, and it's not the right one for everybody, but I would always go contrast. It's, it's a great way to get a view of everything and, and understand perspective. I'm not sure that I think that that makes sense. I, I feel um, it, I feel it makes a lot of sense to me. Does, I'm just not sure you're painting a clear enough picture of where you're going with that analogy, but. 
Does does the phrase opposites attract apply to your relationship? Yeah, when I say contrast, is that what you're talking I'm about? I'm pretty sure I mean oppositing. You know. I don't think that, but see, we're also very much the same. Yeah, we are. I very, mean, we're very both close. very extroverted. Yeah, we're both very strong-willed. Mm-hmm. We're both very intelligent. We've actually both had a lot of similarities in our personal lives. We've both gone to military boarding school. We've both got kicked out of military boarding school, and our you know, I. I did not know that about you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So... Oh, yeah. If you uh, could think about me... I got arrested for the first time when I was 14 years old. So okay. I come from that sort of still very... But the thing is, I got it together really quickly. Where I was never afraid of consequences. You know, I have... I, I That's still, not a good quality, by the way. Not <laughs> a good quality. generally not a good thing to and not let be me afraid just say, tell you, in business, being able to engage and deal with consequences is a really good quality. So you don't have much of a risk meter then. I don't even... I just know risk exists. You're aware of the concept, but you're, you don't really yeah, think about yeah, it. You don't, no, you don't calculate absolutely. risk. I'm, and well, I, I think that goes to what I was just saying about like norms, societal norms. Chris is a very... He paints outside the lines. He really does. and um, But he comes about it naturally. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like in our relationship... We've always kind of got this dynamic, which isn't the dynamic that I wanted to develop, where it's like, I feel like now, though, that we are married and we are adults, I feel like I've now kind of had to take over that, like, adult role of, okay, baby, I got to rein you in. Like, we've got to think about the future. We've got to think about the, like, I mean, I... I have to be the adult. So, so you're the one that handles the practical matters of the household. Yeah. I mean, everything, yeah. Every, I mean, is that is that you adapted to that, or is that well, something you? Is that a I've always of, taken care of myself. So. Well, you've taken care of yourself, but but it, I just add him under my wing, <laughs> you know, the same ways that I take care of myself. I mean, I've always bought groceries. I've always had a house, you know, like I was had all these things before. Right. We don't have children or anything, so now he just falls under that umbrella. And I think we work a lot on like social sorts of things where I'm like, yeah. You know, I don't know that that's the best way to go about talking to your coworkers, or, you know, I understand, you know, like, I, I don't know. I think it's funny because I had never really thought about like, oh, wow, I just, I, I feel like what's funny is I am that sort of like past relationships. Oh, I just want to like change somebody or save somebody. I don't ever feel like I want to save Christopher or Can't change him. Me. But I guess in some ways I trying to guide him towards the path. Why don't, you, why don't you tell him how good I am at saying I'm sorry? Which means not good at all. <laughs> I only say it if I mean it. I promise you, I never mean it. He, he's, oh, I mean, and, and see, for me, sorry is a word. I don't need yeah. to hear an, I'm, an, I'm sorry. We I'm change actions. We change actions. My thing is, I expect you to be accountable for your behavior. And he has a lack of accountableness sometimes that becomes a problem for me. But we work through it until I'm like, we're adults. You have to be accountable. Okay, so so for, for Chris's benefit... The way I'm related to Chris is I'm his brother-in-law. That's right. So you're my sister-in-law through that marriage. In case, in case you didn't think we got it in the beginning, let's let's switch gears slightly, if not completely. Skin pockets. <laughs> yeah. We'll touch on fair wrestling and skin pockets, which I'm sure the audience has been, after minute four, they're like, no, 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 go back to skin pockets. <laughs> as, as the audience always is. They're always clamoring for those. <laughs> that doesn't sound creepy. Earl, earlier, earlier in the day, 
I'm getting excited. Earlier too. in the day, I was Roxanne. You and I were sitting in the same room, and I said, "Hey, you're you're, work, you're studying and and working on some really really interesting stuff that really caught my attention. I was curious about, and I said, "Hey, do you want to do a podcast about that?" And you, I, I could tell your reaction was, "God, it might be just a little too academic for you know typical audience." And so that's so between the two of you, that's where I would have gone with a podcast idea. <laughs> so we're going a completely different direction than what I intended, and that's okay because sometimes that's how the magic happens. And I'm cool with that. So we are going to turn that direction. Uh, Chris, you've got you've got an active brain. You come up with all kinds of crazy ideas. Yeah, I mean, so what you have to realize is, like, uh, body modifications is sort of uh, like so, where we're so, going. So we're so line. we're starting with skin pockets. Skin pockets. Fi- finally, finally, skin we're pockets. getting to skin That's pockets. That's right. And and I love bear wrestling. So. This is a tough decision. So, so we'll get to bear, bear wrestling right after this. Absolutely. So, so. And I want you also to realize, like, I've already forgotten two things over this whole course of y'all getting to know me. I have wanted to say so much. Okay. Um, I, the other thing before you get into this, I just want the audience to know, you've had a pretty relaxed posture for the first 45 minutes of this. Yeah. Now that we're talking about bear wrestling and skin pockets, yes. you've actually set up and you're leaning towards the microphone. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So. I, I, I can get manic like that. So let's just dive right in. Please. Um, so um, body modifications, you know, tattoos, piercings, those weird things that people are starting to put underneath their skin. Why is that appealing to you? Oh, well, I mean, it has to just go to the core of my belief, which is I'm just an entrepreneur. Like I see business ideas. I generically just come up with these things that I know will be successful. I know you're going to think to yourself, Jesus, you know, I don't need to be a kangaroo. Like there's no way that works. Skin pockets though. Listen, so everybody loves to be naked, right? It doesn't matter. You could be naked at home alone. You could be naked in public. Great being naked, whatever. The problem is, is yeah, you don't end up having any pockets. And um, so that's where I came up with this idea of skin pockets. So you feel like that's the real challenge of being naked out in public is that no pockets. No pockets. Right. That's that's actually where this idea came from is um, love being naked. So you couldn't no just pockets. You couldn't just put on a fanny pack or a purse or a small something. purse or satchel, a backpack. I could, but that's still sort of weighing me down, right? Skin pockets. Skin pockets, right. So hmm, I don't know, you're a guy. Maybe you got a little extra side right there, you know, think about it. You know where I'm to, I'm just rubbing that right side right underneath my belly, all right? So do you, do, you figure, do you figure a heavier fella, he might have an advantage because if he's got some oh, yeah. really precious items, oh, he yeah. can maybe hide and, it And if there, if there are really any plastic surgeons listening, please feel free to reach out. So, because we'll, we haven't actually figured out a way to do this. This is just an idea, right? This so we. Who's a we? This is a royal we. There's <laughs> yeah. you, the you and I, and I'm sure there's a third one that I include in myself that I have myself. You and I and myself, right? That's a movie. I'm, I'm tracking. Right. So you and I, self and my come together and we build a skin pocket idea. No surgeons involved yet. We cut you open, right? Put a little pocket in there, somehow figure out a way to put a little skin in there. And we separate that, right? So that you have a little pocket because like I was talking about earlier, like 
ah, you have like a need to put things somewhere. Right? So you can have like, maybe you're a, 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 a father that is taking paternity leave, right? You can put your clothes kanga. on. Put a kanga, put go kanga style, on. go kanga style, right? Like want a pocket, want a pouch for your baby? Do that. Maybe you're just a lady who likes to hit the clubs and all you need <laughs> is something for an ID. No, you just need a place to put your ID on your right thigh. Whatever, I don't care. I mean, you can I do mean, whatever. And then my buddy was like, today, that's stupid. He said, that's so stupid. Why wouldn't you just put a piece of denim on your, on your right chest? Like, so you don't even have to use your own skin. You can use nice pieces seems of cloth. More cost efficient. You could use, they have know, like those like pouch, the, like patches that can stick. Like, just make it out of like a nicotine patch material. Just like, let it stick. So to that's you. a really good idea, right? <laughs> so now it doesn't even have to be permanent. Thank you, baby. I love you so much. See, I was thinking permanent pouches, like skin pouches, but Roxanne here has even gone through not so permanent pouches. You, you guys, don't even have to commit. You guys truly are a dynamic duo. I'm oh, absolutely. She can just okay. tell me two or three words. So, and then, and then, right? So, like, this is what we're pushing, like, body modification, right? We've seen where tattoos and where body piercings have gone. Well, right? Chris, so Chris perhaps you saw the article about the guy that's transforming himself into a dragon. Oh, no, but the <laughs> leopard guy. I've definitely seen the leopard guy. Okay, no, see, for me, the body modification, I mean, I have a lot of tattoos. I used to have a lot of piercings. I mean, definitely more piercings than you. And I think body modification that makes sense is like I saw the guy that put magnets so that his little iPhone attachment could just be the face and it was magnetic to his skin. Like that's practical. That's functional. It's redundant and just not really efficient. If you're naked, you're naked. You don't need a pocket when you're naked. Like, But what if if you have to drive somewhere to be naked? Well, then you leave your crap in the car. Where do you put your keys? Think about yeah, those. I don't like- no, no, no. I know we got a lot of runners on this podcast. I know <laughs> we like, do. No, my audience is full of runners, so I'm glad you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those runners who haven't spent fifty dollars on an armband to put their iPhone in skin pocket. But they're not running naked. They're wearing clothing. That yes, has- yes, yes. But if you had a skin pocket on your right arm where you could just fit your iPhone six plus in, think about that. I am a woman. I have a natural pocket. It's called a womb. I don't know. But I any put of you, things in there. I don't know. No. I don't know. That's called the prison purse. And we'll go on that episode at least six. We'll need a few episodes to get into the prison purse. Um, yeah. So I feel like he's a modern day Kramer. Oh my god. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, that's my. Ne- that's my. New- I really. I really feel like Kramer would bust into Jerry's apartment and say skin well, pockets, all, and everyone in the apartment would be so confused. No, no, he's no, no. Tall. I know none of you can see this. Skin pocket. But he's yeah. tall. He's as tall as Kramer. Christopher's six yeah. four. Yeah. He's got that same tall, slender build. The he's ice. got the crazy wavy hair. It's a different color. He's a ginger. Kramer's not. And he often kind of does that kind of shuddering, like weird body, like restless well, like movement. When a, like when a brilliant idea comes to him. <laughs> yeah, like it hits him like a bolt of lightning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, skin pockets. You know. But here's the thing. You know, I love Seinfeld. And for some reason, no one really joins him in that enthusiasm. <laughs> He's kind of on an island at, the, at those moments. And, and here's the thing. Christopher tells me the skin pocket. He has some ideas and I'm like, okay, maybe that's there's some plausible. Skin pockets I think is creepy. I mean, when, when they started making dresses with pockets, I was like, wow, this is like rocket. This is like sliced, the best thing since sliced. Rocket sign. We could See? put pockets in a dress. But 
you're still wearing clothing. I don't, I, I think you're just taking a decent idea and pushing it too far. But that's what Chris does. He takes something and he pushes it too far. Can I, can I make an observation? <laughs> I just love it that you're willing to take this absurd idea serious enough that you're addressing it with serious. Well, what she understands is that she understands that I'm serious. (laughs) He's serious. We've talked about, I mean, like. So skin pockets have come up a number of times. Yes. Okay. All right. This is a repeat. But you know, but then the the alternate is I feel like I come up with these great ideas. I've come up with all, he, you know, he works in startups and I'm like, I have all of these great ideas for apps and he just shoots me down about why it's like, well, licensing and it's never going to work with this and it's never going to work with that. All right, Roxanne, don't, don't get upset with me, but. I'm going to ask you to give me one of your ideas, but I'm already th- just thinking to myself, there's no way it's as good as skin pockets. But go ahead. What, what's a couple of your ideas? Okay. I love, tell me the letter one. Okay. So this is, I felt like, and Chris researched it a little bit and he said it's just not practical. Yeah, skin pockets are way better. No, you remember oh, yeah. like people used to write letters. So like back in the old days, you can buy books of like, you know, Henry Miller and Anais Nin and their conversations. That's people had records of their communication. And in this life, we're all going to have people who die. So there, when your parents pass away, if you show text messages, those text messages are going to become much more important to you sure. once your parents have passed away. So I said we need to have an app that can pull all of the past text communication and put it into book form so that when we lose the people that we love, we can have it because it's going to mean more to us because I feel like texting has become the modern day letter in a much more abbreviated sort of different form. It's just how we communicate little things day to day. And it used to be letters and now it's text messages. So I told Chris, you work in app development. I want you to develop an app where we can call that data so that I could have my mom's and I's text message so we can have our text messages because I feel like even though technology is moving at a rapid, rapid, rapid pace, people, humanity, we're still the same. And we still have a need for each other. And, we, and when someone dies, we still have a longing for the connection that we had with people who aren't with us. So I wanted an app like that. And he shot it down for all these licensing and the phone carrier can't do it. And this and this. And I'm like, but it's my beautiful idea that people need. Okay, I'll admit. Better idea than expected, but it's no skin pockets. Okay. Not, not, not to defeat you. Wait till but. you hear about my bear wrestling. So Great great transition. So I feel, I feel like we've played out skin pockets. I feel like that's been addressed. I totally would agree, but I would also like you, just to just to wrap up on what Roxanne was talking about. So you've about, got a little more to say about skin pockets. Uh, no, no, I love skin pockets. I could talk about that for another um, little bit, but we'll wait, for our first, we'll wait for our first surgeon to give us a call. Uh no, I won't give him a number. So, um, but the point is, is that she she is right. I I definitely jump right in and play the pessimist. Some and and say, I say to say. myself, I say to myself, you know what, Roxanne, you're right. Nobody writes a letter. I would never even handwrite anything. It hurts my little finger right here, like this pocket of fat right here. I don't use in, it in anymore. between the thumb and the index finger. In between yeah. the thumb and the index finger, it hurts when I write. Like I can't even get past my name. I feel like right? that's a first so world problem. I'm not even using. Like I'm not going to write anybody anything. Maybe that's right? a- I'll text you something or I'll write you something. But she's absolutely right. Right? We need a way to com- to capture this communication. And my first thought is like you don't own that communication. And even if you think you did, it's a byway communication, which means 
two people own that communication and they've already given the right we have different of that communication or... of that communication to the person that I you I get pay. why they're the reality of my idea doesn't work. I don't feel like we need to like... It's a it's a beautiful but, idea. But I think it I just want all of you to <laughs> I understand I like that the, the the purpose of, can we just look at like, yeah. And I, I think I've had other good ideas. You've had a lot of good ideas. We won't go into those. So, please, um, I please. watched a movie in the late eighties, early nineties. And please, please let us know if you know what movie this is. I feel like it's maybe one of those like arm wrestling movies where it's Over just the in top? the background. Over the top. <laughs> Thank you. The only only arm wrestling movie I know of. Yeah, I was trying to decide between the two arm wrestling movies I remember. (laughs) I'm sorry. I've seen Over the Top. I was going to guess that one or Over the Top. And And, and I swear this isn't a dream. Thanks for breaking the tie. I'm pretty sure this is a movie that I saw in the late 80s, early 90s, where they're in a bar and there is a cage, what you would kind of think of as an MMA cage, but sort of covered. Is this going to transition to the bear? bear. No, this, this is, bear. is the bear. This is bear. This okay. is bear. Thank you. I saw a movie where um, they would go and they would wrestle a bear in the middle of a bar. And it's this just... bear, this bear was muzzled and it had little, okay, so... um, and it had like claw uh, things on it, right? And so ever since I ever saw this, and I swear this exists, that I wanted to wrestle a bear. And let me just tell you all right now. Does this you... coincide with why your feet are so small? No, I'm just like, why would you? It's not fair to wrestle a bear with the muzzle and no claws. That's not a fair fight. And then you want to wrestle a cub? You're a grown-ass man. Don't. Why do you want to beat up a baby bear? I feel the same way about deer hunting. I feel like deer hunting's a little unfair to the deer. Well, I, I do too. I don't. I'm not hunting this bear. I, I, I'm gonna choke it out. And this is a weight class thing, right? So I'm not. I'm not gonna choke, not gonna choke out. Sure there might. You can't do that to an animal. It's cruelty. No, no. That's why this doesn't exist, right? That's why when right. I create so this that's, company, that's the only reason. But see, when I come up with ideas, I think that there are ideas that should exist. Chris is just like. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, we don't need. We don't have enough time to go into all of my How about skin pockets and bear ideas. wrestling? Why not? <laughs> so what I was trying to say, or just a minute ago. So you were inspired by the '80s movie <laughs> Over the Top. To beat small man. So, so in the '80s, there was a movie about arm wrestling called Over the Top, and ever since, I don't even know if that's the then, movie. Ever I don't even know then, that's the movie. Ever since then, you wanted to wrestle a bear cub. It's not even. Oh wait, wait, wait! It's a joke you always tell me, baby, baby. This and I'm going to do it in Christmas. This is me imitating Chris. Hey, baby, baby, if I ever get in a fight with the bear, you better jump in and help the bear. <laughs> he tells me that joke. Like, if I had, I mean, maybe not a nickel, but if I had $5,000 for every time he told me that joke, I'd be a millionaire. It's not, I'm not even telling her that joke. Like, I told that joke like five times. I think it's, okay. it's, it's like self-inspiration. It's like, that's how he's like building his psyche up. He tells me, hey, baby, you know, and that's like how he... Gets ready to take on the day as a man, you know, like that's his. You know, me, I wake up and I say, you know, I, I, you know, go through the little mantra in my head about how I hope that I can be kind to people and I try to, you know, I try to make sure, you know, and Chris is just like, I hope today that if I can, everybody that I meet, I'm going to kick ass and take names. You know, and I think, but I think business is, I'm a teacher and he's in business. So I think maybe there is some sort of correlation to where, he needs to prepare himself for the world that he has well, to live in I'll day after you, day I'll, a little differently than the world that I live in day after day. I get to be a nurturer, and he lives in a I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to make it work for you, baby. I'm trying to. I'm really trying to save this bear idea for you. 
Well, if you hadn't jumped in, I think we'd have been fine there on that one. Um, so I don't even know where I was at with the whole bear situation. I don't even know if I got started on it. Um, well, no, you said that they had the bear in the cage with a muzzle. So the bear can't bite, which is one of its first natural defenses. Then the bear, you said, had caps on his fingers. So that's its second natural defense. But then you also had mentioned previously that it's a cub. So, I mean, basically, baby, you can't just go into a ring and beat an animal that's defenseless and feel manly about it. Yeah, so we're going to have to just mark this whole conversation off because I didn't But going to back to what you were talking it. about, dear, <laughs> no. I, I think like... Well, I appreciate you telling my bear story. If there's anything else you'd like to mention about something that I was going to talk about, that'd be great. Well, maybe we're here together. We man. Okay. Oh, did I paint the false, did I paint a false picture about the bear situation? Did you? You had a story. I mean, I move on to your next point. You had a lot in you. Did I kill you now? Because I, I was, because I don't. But I bought the skin pockets. I put a lot of thought into the skin pockets. I have a hard time with the bear wrestling. Bear so, wrestling. So, I, it doesn't. I cannot give it any real sort of. So you're on board with skin pockets. <laughs> Okay, first of all, no, that's a false statement. Bear I'm wrestling not, is out. I'm not on board with skin pockets, but I can hear him out and hear his thinking about it and listen to it very clearly. Bear wrestling, no, that's just ridiculous. I mean, it's just it's just mean. You can't beat a baby bear up. I don't want you. I love animals, Christopher. We respect living things in our family. Well, he did at least introduce the idea of weight class. <laughs> No, the bear doesn't want to wrestle you. Like the bear is a bear will f you up. A bear, it will lean back on its back legs. That doesn't mean that it wants to fight you in a metal cage. No, just because it can doesn't mean that's its intent in life. It's an autonomous living being that needs to be out in nature in the wild, or in a safe zoo enclosure that is appropriate, where a child's not going to fall in and get eaten. I mean. I think that this podcast has proven a great example of uh, dynamics, especially in relationships. Did you As feel we like begin, I your thunder? Yeah, I absolutely do. I think that there are some times when you have an idea and you want to talk about it, there are overlaying um, emotions that you already have that you're not even willing to understand. And then, <laughs> I just can't. I mean... It's just a bear. Nobody's going to wrestle a bear. And let me tell you yeah, something. And let me tell you something. If you see me wrestling a bear, you better jump in and fucking help that bear. I know, baby. I know. I know. It was good the first time. It was even better the second time. I just, you know, it's I... <laughs> and let me tell you, folks. Practice is what it's all about. <laughs> and I'd like to check out at this moment. Just take a moment to tell you all. Thank you very much. I'd like to take it down a little bit. Are, are you concluding the podcast? Are we done? No, I just like to talk like this. All right, all right. Thank you. So, so, so if there's more to say about bear wrestling, let's certainly continue in that direction. No, I think Roxanne basically covered her feelings about living animals. Anything living, because we do, and we respect living things. You okay, know, so... I miss ants. When I, I, I'm six foot four, and I look down, I will... Not step on an ant. Okay. I like, I avoid ants. 
I don't step on ants. So when you hear me talk about like f***ing a bear up in a cage, I really don't mean it, right? Like I, I, I would love to do that, right? And let me just be very clear, I'm very fragile. So even if I got the opportunity to try and wrestle a bear, ass. the bear would totally kick my ass and your ass. And I'm talking to you who's listening to me, right? I'm not talking about the people around me, right? I'm talking to everybody else. Like a bear will That's destroy you. So, a bear will destroy you. So you're just saying in case there's someone in our audience that thinks that they can take care of a bear. Yes. You're just telling them there's no way. There's absolutely no way. And if there is a way to do this, like in a South but American a country... Buffalo. Man on a buffalo. If you haven't seen that YouTube, man on a buffalo. Yeah, please, definitely YouTube, man on a buffalo. Please, when you're done here, just write this down. I know you have a pen or like no, notes just on your open phone. another tab. Open another tab. Yeah, like yeah. Just, just man on a buffalo. Man on a buffalo. So did I? Which I think captures the essence of what you meant yes. about the fighting the bear. Yes. Without actually having to physically hurt. No, I don't want to hurt anything. I just want to try. Right? Like, that's the part of life that everybody really needs to be a part of, right? Like, I take humor in choking out a bear, right? But, like, that would never happen in my life. But the part... <laughs> so, so, just to clarify, at the end, you don't want to kill the bear. You just want to make sure that you've delivered the message, hey, I can, han- I can <laughs> I handle... Can, I can choke you out. I can handle you, bear. And then you're both going to get up and respectfully fist bump and yeah. walk away. It's going to look like a sumo wrestling match, Got basically. Okay. Right? There's going right. to be a lot of respect, some bowing, a little bit of panty wearing. Right? He's going to kind of look By at you By you or like, the bear? <laughs> both. I got well, some... No, he's going to be depends. naked. depends. He'll be naked. He'll be naked with a skin pocket. Right. Yeah. Depends. He'll have skin pockets. He doesn't... <laughs> Brass knuckles, like some unfair advantages. This ain't just some brass knuckles. This is a belt. Chris is going to be covered up in skin pockets with all kinds of weapons inside. Yeah, it's not going to be okay. So that won't be a fair fight at all because he'll come armed with his with his full skin pockets. You uh, you mentioned earlier in our conversation earlier tonight. You had uh, you've had some book ideas. Do we need to touch on those? Rich people don't get wet, baby. That's your book idea. Yeah, that is his recurve. We have to have this conversation. And I think it needs to be prefaced. Okay, hang on. So, so in case everybody didn't hear it, the title is what, Chris? Rich People Don't Get Wet. By the way, which I think is a brilliant title. Yeah. Let, let's unpack that and what is that about? And, and I mean, let's just, it's just two separations, right? We've all heard of six separations or whatever that means to whoever it is, right? Six separations. Six of, degrees of separation. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's exactly where I was going. Six degrees of separation. So... What are you talking about? Rich Am I going to have to tell you your next Yeah, rich people don't get wet. So rich people don't get wet. <laughs> right? don't, don't, don't set her up to hijack your next the next part of the conversation. Because no. I've, I've heard it before. No, because I, I won't be the <laughs> one writing this me. book, that right? That surprises me. Yeah. Um, but no, it's true. It's true. And, and, and we live in a very privileged society, right? Even, even the poorest of us live in a very privileged society, so, we are the 1% of the world in the United States. Absolutely. And we live in the golden age of America. No, I think we're past it, but keep going. Yeah, we're on the down slide. So, and, and we all have our own opinions about that. That has nothing to do with what I'm about to talk about. But what I am actually about to talk about is... Rich people don't get wet. Rich people don't get wet. Rich people have garages, right? And, and I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm rich in life. I'm, I have well, well enough money to survive. Do you have a garage? I 
have don't. a carport. We don't actually have oh, a garage. I have a carport so and I have an umbrella. So your initial assertion that you're wealthy. I have we're a already, carport. We're already I have an bed. umbrella and I pay for valet. We're already off to a bad start. I, ha- I have a carport. I have an umbrella and I pay for valet. I do not get wet. Okay? I may not be really wealthy, but I'm rich enough to not get wet. So take that to the nth degree, right? And that's what the book is. And it's it, it'll be an illustration book. It won't be a word book. It'll be Chris transformed to Malcolm Gladwell. It'll be... I, don't, basically, I mean, to me, that's like about privilege. I mean, to me, that's... Absolutely. It's about privilege. Absolutely. Which I think is a very current hot topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and then and don't get me wrong, my beautiful Latino wife. I'm, it's Latina. I'm a female. I'm not a man. Still figuring that part out. I've Latina. also noticed she's not a man. Yes, <laughs> very beautiful woman. Reminds me constantly of my white privilege. I mean, and I do. I drive fast. I do things that normal people wouldn't do in society because I feel like I. You Can treat people treat very people. dismissively yes. in a way that rubs me the wrong way a lot of the That's time. That's true. I do interact with the world a bit privileged. And, and and with that respect is I have a very demonstrative view of myself often. That, <laughs> that word that you use there. Demonstrative. It's, it's a negative, like, sort no, of that forcing. Means demonstrate. demonstrative means you're just going to demonstrate. I would like all of you to Google that and just send us in a <laughs> okay. quick comment on what you think demonstrative I just like means. it that you're assuming we have a pretty big audience. I'm yeah. not sure so that that's all true. of you, all of you, I'll be, like, sending my own comments. And demonstrative <laughs> all of means... my family members yeah. who I don't really want to have them hear this. I can tell you for sure we have three listeners. Listen, listen. We may and, have more and, than and that. And when we're at a thousand and everybody's going back to listen to number one i want you to see my finger oh, not. it's the one that you have to read the middle lines between so just just, just for the record he's flipping me off so, so <laughs> I, I do know i can think of three distinct people that do listen to the podcast so absolutely you're speaking to an audience of at least three thank you all if you'll just uh like i said send us your comments we'll uh we'll uh chris and 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 roxanne will get back to you um but no, I'm I serious. I'm forgetting back to anybody. That was just a. <laughs> I'm a very busy human. No, okay, so kidding. so your your book is about rich people. Okay, yeah, I'm privileged. I, I feel, yeah, yeah, no. Well, so he it, never said privilege until this podcast right now. Absolutely, he, he, not. I would hear him talk about his idea about how rich people don't get wet, which I think is a that's a good analogy. It's a good premise. You know, rich people have get to avoid a lot of the displeasures in life, a lot mm-hmm. of the inconveniences. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's privilege, but I don't tell him, Chris, that's a book about privilege because if I tell him that. No, it's, it's, it's the way that we see the, the life. Like, did anybody see the story of the two Alabama football players that had a, a, a stolen gun and marijuana in their car? You know, they, the two days later, their, their, their stuff got dismissed. So, so rich people don't get wet. It's a, it's a life of privilege. Do, did anybody hear about the kid who grew up with too much money and whatever he did with his, that situation? Yeah, and he blamed annoying. it on that. It's rich people don't get wet. That's, that's, that's. So affluenza. Affluenza. So, so maybe you've already said this, but I'm just for clarification, I'm going to ask this question. So what's, what are you trying to communicate? What's the point of the book? What's the message? It's, it's my own frustration. I feel, because I've had this idea for a decade. Right. I've had this idea for a decade. I haven't been writing any of this down. Right. It comes fleeting. Right. Like I have an issue with following through. So what are you, what are you hoping to accomplish? What would you hope to accomplish with the book? 
to actually write it. I know, but what are you trying to communicate to your audience? What else besides, what other premises would you cover in the book besides? I wanted to be an asshole. I want to be a fucking asshole and tell you right to your face, you're an asshole. Right? No, actually, that's not even true. I want to be the dick that fucks the asshole. Right? That's what I want to be. And that's my job in life. That's my job in life. I want to be the dick that fucks the asshole. Right? There's out there and there's somebody that's Wait, worse is he than because he's not getting wet i'm not clear no i mean i know the world is full of and assholes, yes but i'm not sure and where okay but i'm not sure where you're going with that like that, what, that, what do you mean you ask me that and that is my exact viewpoint on but that. there the are other people out there that need to be told are they they're because they're getting wet or they're because they're dry like i don't understand the it's a viewpoint. It's a viewpoint. Take. It's a viewpoint that I want to get in your face. That's all. So, what does that have to do with umbrellas and wetness? I mean, am I missing it? Yeah, I think you just missed it. Well, I'm, I'm missing well, things because I'll, I'll because ask. there's all sorts of different types of folks out there, and if there isn't one that can't, it's checks and balances. Just the way that our government works. If there are, if there is one person that can get away with too much. Then there has to be another person that can step in and put a foot somewhere where it belongs. But what I'm confused about are, are you trying to put your foot up the wet people's asses? Yes. Or are you putting your foot up the dry people's asses? The wet. No, the dry, the dry, the dry. (laughs) And I like my steak medium well. So so I'll ask the question a different way. (laughs) When someone finishes reading the book and they close it. What do you What do you hope that their takeaway is? That I'm dry. Hoping? That they're dry. Privilege. That they're, they're the privileged. dry ones. That 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 we're we're the dry ones. That they look at it and go. So that you that they look at it and they expand their brain and go. The valet, the 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 time that I spent a thousand dollars to do this because I didn't have enough time. Time. Let's talk about time. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, w- I want to make sure we button this up in a nice clean package at least before we move on. So you're hoping to to call out the so you're hoping that your audience is these people of privilege. I think so. And, and I haven't put that much thought into it. <laughs> if these are fleeting I ideas. I love the honesty. I haven't put I, that I, much I thought. Well. I mean, the, I mean, but, being, but I mean, when you, when you write a book, particularly with with a great catchy title, and you're going to an, an issue like white privilege or privileged mm-hmm. people or whatever, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. What, what you're doing is you're setting out with a goal in mind and a message that you're trying to deliver. You would think that's normally how people wow. would do it. One day I will probably be the one in more of a position to write the book. Fair enough. But <laughs> okay, book rather than it will absolutely be an graphic animated novel, book. Then. It will be so an animated novel. book. It will be an animated book. That's a great idea I'd never talked about is book ideas. And I have a lot of um, ideas for infographics that I don't have. In fact, actually, Roxanne... So that's a whole nother side note, but... Yeah. And what is it? The Frog and the Boy? Oh, yeah. I'm over that. I've realized that that just has to be what that is. So that's me just figuring out research stuff, but that's boring. We're not going there today. So did you have other book ideas? Other things that are rattling around in the brain of yours? So before I was, you know, actually... uh, And this will take just two seconds because all of you have made bad decisions and um, I've made a lot of them, a, a book's worth, actually. I just didn't, I didn't write them all down or remember them all. Um, so there was always the book of Roger and Chris's 
bad ideas, but um, we can't actually go into that. I and mean, that's just that's just. And that's not the book that I was thinking of. I thought you told me that the, you had an idea for a book. Well, and I think you've told me multiple times. Oh, but the oh characters. yes, there's a third book. There is definitely a third book. There's a third book. Yes. Yeah. Um. So the book is, the book has nothing to do with storylines. Um. It's only characters. So there's no plot. No plot. It's, it's just, just character, character interaction. Like character, develop a character, develop a different character, develop a character. So all you have is characters. And there is there is interaction with the characters, but it the only glory of the book itself is the character. So you have characters interacting with different characters. So what I would have to do is I would have to spend years building characters. So let me just step in with the first obvious question. I have no background in writing. I don't yeah. have an English degree. Yeah. But I'll point this out and maybe ask a question. You would create a character. Generally, I think in the tradition of writing, you would have those characters do something. I, I, don't, I don't know. This isn't my book. So I, I don't know. I'm I don't not, know. I mean, so here's the thing that I think like, um, I think that there, well, for me in the research that I'm doing on narrative and discourse and is, is narrative, is human narrative a way that people like have cognition because, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to use all these big words later just so you all know, but no. So I think what Chris is saying is, is I think there's comes a, a fundamental question. Like when you look at what is a story, what makes a book, what makes a story, does a character have to interact and have a plot for it to be a successful book? I don't know, because there's a lot of really experimental sort of stuff going on in the world of writing. Um, now, is Chris the level of skill of writing to develop? Because see, characters have to have... it. If you To develop a character, is it just description then? You could, could you just describe them? Because the minute then that they start interacting, then that immediately becomes a plot. You know, and even though if there's no resolution or I don't know. But so I think there's very, I think that there's, he has an interesting idea, which for me with, I come from a literature background and I come from like a theory background. So I see like there's good philosophical questions with this idea. So I've never like sat him down and been like, well, you know, well, you know, Christopher, character, how do you, if you're just describing characters then they're going to be very flat because if, the minute they start interacting, then that becomes plot. You know, so I don't know. We haven't gotten that far. But I think that I'm still more interested in that idea than some of his other ideas. If that's it. I mean, I don't know if that's a way to put it. Well, I, I have to be honest. Even though it's not a fully developed idea, I think, what is it called? Rich people don't get wet? Yeah. I think that's an interesting, well, that's no, actually that's, an interesting idea. No, and I think because that's a really valid, I mean, it's true. I mean, I think if we it's, think about it's a, it, it's true. It's a very interesting world observation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there maybe there was a book written about it, but I'm not aware of it. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing to unpack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially in today's society, in this country, where we are, etc. Kind of an interesting idea for a book with an incredibly catchy title. Um, okay, so you're going to write a book with a bunch of characters that don't do anything. Yeah, and 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 the what, and, the and, books. and they don't have to actually do <laughs> the anything. First thing I thought of. They don't have to do anything because what they have is their integrity and their character is But how do you convey that to an audience? So when I explain who I am... Have you ever written a short story? Yeah, I wrote a short story like just the other day. It was very short and it was a story. I want to. I actually want to hear him unpack this for me. Keep, keep explaining. 
Oh, the 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 um the, yeah the idea of writing a book yeah 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 a bunch of characters only characters them. only character book this is an only character book and 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 let's even take the idea out that they interact right so none of these characters interact let's say that the book has I don't know ten chapters and each chapter is a person and all you have is a narrative of that person maybe you have memories but wait but narrative means a story no no there's no story i know what narrative means narr- i know what narrative means but the story is the person right there is no background there is only description there is only description well, like tell me more about that like so does that mean like the chapter about me is like Roxanne sits in her house but it's it's could have some internal feelings, I guess, because I could have you could have the internal dialogue without there and having all to be I other want, characters. And, and all I want is one way to bring all ten chapters together. So I have a description. <laughs> I have a description, and all I need is a description of each person. So do you have any examples that maybe would clarify it for us? Maybe they're just neighbors. Maybe they're just neighbors on a street that is quite an interesting street i've had a different idea that could tie into this i've had this idea where i thought there should be a photography book but it could instead be a better if this narrative where like it's the apartment from when the apartment building was built in 1960 (gasps) and each of the different individuals that lived in that that one apartment i like that very much and so then those could be the characters Mm -hmm. and then you could have chronology which, although that's not story, would maybe give a little bit of more some cohesive elements that could make it more. I hope that our listening audience appreciates that they're experiencing the birth of an idea. <laughs> and this is a very idea that Roxanne and I have experienced together for more than three years where we have just come to kind of a conclusion where this could actually build out a little better. Well, because I've always wanted to do a, or a home. A, okay, first of all, I'm not a photographer. I have all of these ideas for th- skill sets that I don't have, and I've always thought, like, wouldn't it be great to have had all of the people that lived in one place year after year after year after year, and 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 see how the apartment and the families and the differences. But see, for me, it always goes back to like. So I don't people. even have to make this. Shit up. I can just find the people that lived in one place over and over and over, and just. Biography. And then you make though. a documentary. Biography? Or a documentary. Doc- is biography then you, then a then you word? Talk to them. Can I do that? Yes, biography mm-hmm. is a word. But it would not be that. Yeah. Feeling good about that one. <laughs> Own it. Own it. Don't I would off. just like everybody to know the more that I know people are listening, the more manic I get, just so you know. Just a little bit more comes out on that end. So our audience is huge. <laughs> it's, it's almost immeasurable. Feel, I'm doing I'm almost I'm I'm doing push-ups right now. <laughs> I wish that was true. <laughs> I feel I had so much to talk about. I feel like we've talked about a lot. Okay. okay. Don't be discouraged. We have covered almost 90 minutes of of audio. Okay. I would I I actually I, something I was talking about earlier today is um I no longer need a compass in my car. I would like a globe. Like a fancy globe. It doesn't have to be a big globe. Like that. I went over there. Never heard this one. This, this came is, today when okay, I was so, present. So first of, first of all, you have a compass in your car currently? No. No. <laughs> I have a compass in my car. <laughs> but if you did... She, yes, I have a car in my world. My has car a has a compass. But okay. it's digital. And you'd like to replace this compass... With a full globe. With a small fancy globe. I, uh, 
how small it's Is it small. like electronic? Can I say like a uh, six inch diameter? Wait. Wooden. I'll allow that. Wooden six inch diameter in the the, the, the dash globe. But, 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 you want a six wait, inch wooden well, how globe. How do you read a globe though? I in mean, your in your dash. I think so. Okay. That's to fancy. orient yourself? That would be fancy. Like it's just like just a little feature like in a luxury well, car. Yeah, I was trying to figure out that's because I'm like I don't think I saw every episode of Pimp My Ride, but I don't think that they put a, a six inch wood wooden what globe. What if now now what if you could bring you could zoom into the globe? Well then it's a technology Mind sort blown. Of Boom. Mind I've never blown. seen a digital globe before. I think it's called a GPS map. No, but no, but no, <laughs> take mean, a real globe. Google and, can and take like, you anywhere, and then, and then you could zoom in. You know how like you take two fingers on a on a on a like on your tablet. Tablet. You have Google Maps. Yes, I yes. think this has been covered. No, no, this is what I'm thinking. I mean, it's Google Maps. Don't don't quench this fire. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes, she's really good at quenching me, and which is a beautiful relationship situation. Um, okay, first of all, it's not that I'm trying to quench him. Yeah, it's just that trying to put out that fire. Are there any other bizarre instruments that you like to put in your car? Just, just the banana. <laughs> Maybe an automatic pipe. clutch system so I can drive. That is not a current reference. Current. Current. Current reference. Not at all. I think. I think we're. I think we're pretty clear. Yeah. We're so good. we started with meat pockets. We covered bear wrestling. We covered some book ideas. Yeah. Yeah. There's some plenty. There's plenty to get back I have into. Tons of app ideas. We spent a half an hour just talking about us and letting people understand who we are and i mean i'm happy to cover some other topics if you feel like there's other things you'd like to get off your chest oh i mean i barely I bet he what i mean he can go i'm gonna take a hey, 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 that brings up a great joke okay 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 you, th- we're okay. gonna we're gonna finish with your great joke okay do you All guys right. know how you can tell if somebody crossfits oh don't worry they'll tell you that was a great joke. I Thank think you. So. I think I'd like to tell everybody I did CrossFit for a little while, and uh, if you uh, have any questions, you did CrossFit for a little while, and now you're inviting people to, to yeah, just just to get in touch out. with yeah, you. Yeah, just go ahead, just wod.com. I think we really finished on high with that really terrific CrossFit joke. So Chris I, is I full feel, of jokes. So let's. <laughs> yes. Do you have another one? Because. Oh, one of my favorites. Okay, well, we'll end with this one joke. It's it's pretty inappropriate. Are we okay with inappropriate? I yeah, think yeah, we've yeah. already established I think it's been a while. That. I think it's been a while. So, um, why? I think did? I think in your ex- in your explanation of your book, I think we we crossed some lines that I I would have never imagined we were going to cross. Which book? I don't think that's important. <laughs> that's not that's not yeah, okay. important. Whichever at all. one you write first. Jeez. You were just really graphic in your description of your book. I just thought maybe. Uh, yeah, so uh, this is actually one that I made myself. This is a joke I came up with myself. You may know it already. Well, wait, wait. Yeah, they're <laughs> all rolling their eyes because they know my joke. What? Um, <laughs> why would we know it? Yeah, so just why did Princess going. die across the road? Because she wasn't wearing her seatbelt. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> no, Thank you all. It's not. Thank you all. <laughs> I'll be doing stand up at um uh I don't think you will. House of, I don't uh, think that's true. I don't think not it, allowed. No. no. I think I think your material's gonna have to improve considerably if you're gonna <laughs> considerably. actually do, if you're gonna do some stand up. <laughs> Roxanne, Chris. I've enjoyed this very thank much. Thank you so so much. Roxanne, I think there was a little bit of reluctance on your part, but I think you would agree once we got into it. This was really fun. It Roxanne was fun. fit right in. Really this fun. was fun. This was fun. Uh, fun enough that you might have to come back again? I would come back again. 
I would be happy. I am so the glad. The pleasure to, would be mine. I'm so glad to hear you say that. I'm just going to conclude with my normal remarks. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, on Google Play, or any place else that you consume podcasts. You can find us at gravitybeard.com, Facebook slash gravitybeard. Thank you both for being here. Our original music is provided by Jake Dexter at jakedexter.com. Our theme song is called In the Mix. Special thanks to the band Guster for providing the music for the second part of our introduction in this episode. That song was called Do You Love Me from their album Easy Wonderful. And to the Polyphonic Spree for this song, Sonic Boom, from their 2006 EP, Wait. We really appreciate both of them for agreeing to let us use their music. Thanks, guys. (laughs) That was interesting.